God, that our hearts are open and receptive to receive your word on tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. We will continue with the order of the church. And last time we were together, we talked about what the church is not. And we have learned that the church is not a material building. The building is where the church come in to meet. So we learned that the church is not a material building. And I know for some of us it's, it's going to be kind of hard, but with the help of the Holy Spirit, we have to um, acknowledge the church for what it is. Because if we as believers do not acknowledge the church for what it is, we're not going to be able to uh, get other people to acknowledge the church for what it is. So understand that you are the church. The, ch the building that you're in is where we come in and meet. You're the church. It's not a material building. You are the church because we hear people say, let's go to church. You cannot go to church. You are the church. So this is how we should say it. Come with us to Miracle Temple Deliverance uh, Ministries where we come in and fellowship. That's how we have to reprogram our mind and our thinking. You know, sometimes when we go out somewhere, we say, let's go back to the church and we'll eat there. <laughs> but we have to get our mind reprogrammed so we can um, allow ourselves and other people to know that the church is not a material building. You are the church. So from now on, when you invite people, say, let's go to Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry so we can fellowship, so we can break bread together because we are the church. Amen. And I want to say this before I go over this, too. The reason why we have to understand, too, that there are names that buildings have. This building have a name, Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry NC. It is an NC at the end. And the reason why the building have a name, we um, meet here at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry, which is the building, but it's located where? In Burgaw. So that's the place where we come and meet in Burgaw. The building is Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries. The reason why there have to be a name is not because of what God has set up. It's because of what the government has set up. Because you have to be um, incorporated. So in order to be incorporated, you have to have a name. This is with the government. So we are um, incorporated by the state. So for people to look us up, then they go by that name. But the name that we go by is Jesus, right? So we don't want people to think that we belong to Miracle Temple. No, we belong to Jesus, Understand? So this is why I'm teaching this way so all of us can be on one accord and we speak in the same thing. And what you speak in is according to the word. It's not coming from me. It's coming through the word of God. And I'm going to prove that in scripture. So remember, when we go out somewhere and they say, what church are you from? We have to let them know that I attend Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry located in Burgall, North Carolina, but I am the church. Everybody got that? So we're going to get into why there are denominations, how those denominations got started. We're going to get into all that, but we have to understand, first of all, that we are the church. The church is not a literal building. We have said that so much. When people say, let us go to church, we like, okay, come on, you can go to my church. <laughs> 
No, it's his church. It's God's church. It's Jesus' church. It's not our church. We're the church. So we we determined that. Now, we talked about a universal church. A universal church is made up, I'm going to give you a short definition, is made up of believers worldwide that have put their faith in Jesus Christ for salvation. It's made up of believers worldwide that have put their faith in Jesus Christ for salvation. That means as a universal believer, how do you become a universal believer? It comes from accepting Jesus. So we may go to China, and when we go to China and we go into different uh, places in China and we meet other believers, all of us are coming together as what? Believers. We're universal, even though we're located in Burga or located somewhere else. When all of us come together and meet, it's universal believers coming together from different parts. Everybody understand that? We gave that with the scripture in Matthew 16, 18. This scripture is saying, this is what was happening. Jesus was asking his followers, who, his disciples, who do men say that I am? So, you know, they began to answer him. Some say you Elias. Some say you Jeremiah. And, you know, they begin to tell um, Jesus that. But Jesus said, whom do you say that I am? So Peter began to say, that you are the you are the Christ, you're the Son of the Living God. So he began to get this through the Spirit. So by Peter telling him who he was by the Spirit, this is where this next verse come in at. He began to say, And I say also unto thee, Thou that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So Jesus was talking about the universal church. And being that Peter had given him the correct answer, saying that he was the Christ, then he knew that God had given it unto Peter. So this is why he told Peter, upon this rock, upon me, I will build my church. He is that rock. Jesus is the rock. And the church is built upon him, not anyone else. So that's a universal church. And we determine through Ephesians 1, 22 and 23, it's talking about a universal church. It says, and have put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is the body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So this is saying that Jesus is the head over the church. He's the lordship over the church. Now, this is what we have to come to understand. Being that he is the lordship over the church, we look to him first and foremost. We do not put man in the place of him. This is where things are um, out of order in the body of Christ because we're looking to man to be the head and not him being the head. So anybody that he put in place, he is head over them. And he has put them in place to carry out what he's given them to carry out. So we see that this scripture is telling us this is the universal church. And Acts 9.31 is another example of the universal church. So we understand what a universal church is. It is um, believers worldwide that have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, have put faith in him for salvation. That's anybody that you meet wherever you go is a, a part of a universal church. They are a believer. That's how we start out being a universal church. Um, it's by accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Now we talked about the Lord adds to the church. We have always seen that scripture um, at the end of Acts chapter 2, verse 47. 
it said they praised God and were and were liked by looked upon favorably by all the people every day the Lord added those who were being saved to the group of believers that's the universal church because what's happening here Peter began to preach the good news concerning the kingdom and they had a change of heart and a change of mind by them having a change of heart and a change of mind and they're accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior and putting their faith in him the Lord added them to the church man don't add nobody to the church it is him that does this not man so people have always looked at that scripture and said you know the Lord adds people um, in a local church this is dealing with a universal church when we go out and the gospel is being preached um, all over the world and people open up their hearts for the good news concerning the kingdom of God then the Lord is going to add them to the church he's the one that add them because they haven't accepted Jesus so they are added to the body of believers they are added now I'm gonna give you this example in Acts 2 and I'm going to put some more in here um, from what I'm saying here. In Acts 2, we see, first of all, that Jesus was talking to the apostles. He was talking to the ones that he was well, the disciples before he went to be with the Father. He began to explain more about the kingdom of God in Acts 1. He began to talk more for about 40 days about the kingdom. And as he talked about the kingdom of God and told them about the kingdom of God we know that he went to be with the father but we know that they had to be baptized with the Holy Ghost that's the evidence of speaking in tongues and the reason why it was because he said so you can be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth so he was preparing them for um, being a universal church he was laying down that foundation which is him so after he done all of this y'all know they went to the upper room right they obeyed what Jesus told them to do the baptism of the Holy Ghost come upon them they all began to speak in tongues and look what happened after they began to speak in tongues people were coming worldwide they were coming all nations were coming together and this is what God wanted and they heard them speaking in these different languages um, based upon where they were from so they heard them in their language praising God giving praise to God so that's when Peter began to address everyone that came to Jerusalem no matter where they come from Peter began to address that crowd and he began to preach concerning Jesus Christ concerning the kingdom and as he done that their hearts were all turned towards God to turn towards Jesus Christ their minds um, had changed that's what repent mean it means to have a change of mind a change of heart and as they done that all of them become a part of the universal church this is where this started at they became a part of the universal church but remember I was telling you about a local church the church that's in um, a certain area or a certain region where you know people come together and we have church um, church churches in Burgaw but they do have a different name for the building right but when all of these churches in Burgaw come together we are a universal church it ain't no more Mount Pisgah ain't no more Miracle Temple ain't no more Baptist Presbyterian nothing if we got a big building and all of us came together in that one building to praise God to fellowship you know for once a month or whatever we want to do 
we are, we are part of the universal church. But then we end up going back to the local church where we are set, like Miracle Temple, Mount Pisgah. And the reason why I'm saying this is because people are getting out the way when it comes to the church. You have a church and buildings with different names. And based upon that name, they have beliefs based upon that name. That's not how it's supposed to be. And I'm going to prove that tonight in scripture to show you this is not how it's supposed to be. So I went over the local church and we talked about churches um, that was in Corinth. Um, we went over that in um, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 2. It, Paul talks about the church that was in Corinth. He was speaking to the church that was in Corinth. That was the location. The church was in Corinth and he was speaking to them that was in Corinth because that's where they met. Then he was speaking to the church um, that was dealing in Thessalonia. He was speaking to that church. And then he was speaking to the church of uh, sincere, sincere, I can't even pronounce it. But y'all know what I'm talking about. Romans 16, 1. He was speaking to that church. So as he was speaking to these churches, what was happening, they were in different locations. So that's why it was called a local church. They had a place that they met in that location where they would come together. Now, this is where I'm going to start tonight. Now, I did talk about this. In order to be a part of the universal church, you're baptized in it through who? The Holy Spirit. That's 1 Corinthians 12 verse 13 so we know the holy spirit is the one that baptized you into the universal church and then another thing i went over was um god know those that are his in a universal church which is all believers you just cannot be a part of the universal church without accepting jesus christ what's different in the local church they accept anything and anybody to be a part. A local church will let anybody come in and sing, anybody stand at the door, anybody do anything they want and they're not saved. That's not how it's supposed to be. To be a part of the universal church, that's when you accept in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that's the only way you can be a part is through being saved. When you come into a local church, you know, certain churches have their different way of doing things. Come as you are. That means if you are drunk on Sunday, I mean, on Saturday, you can be a drunk on Sunday. We need your voice. You'll sober up while you're singing. That don't work. We're going to get all that. So this is um, what we talked about. But the next thing that I want to talk about is, to add to it, I want to talk about the foundation of the church. That's what we're going to talk about tonight, the foundation of the church. Now, the foundation is that which is laid that mean it's um, an institution, a system of truth. So the foundation is really what's laid, and what's laid is the truth. And we know who the truth is. That is Jesus Christ. So Jesus is the foundation. In order to be a part of the universal church, there has to be a foundation that's laid. I'm going right back to Matthew 16, 18. What did Jesus say? Upon this rock, I will build my church. Jesus was that rock. He was the foundation. So this is why, and I hope I'm not going too fast, but this is why Paul spoke this. And this is what's happening in the church. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 3. Remember now, Jesus is the foundation. Jesus is that foundation. So listen what Paul was speaking in 1 Corinthians 3. This is what was going on in the Corinthian church. 
And he said, I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. That's chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. But as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able, for ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying, strife, and division, are ye not carnal and walk as men? Now listen at this. For while one say, I'm a Paul, and another say, I'm of Apollos, are ye not carnal? So what Paul was saying was, people were saying, you know, that they're following Paul. People were saying they were following Apollos. And he began to say, who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom ye believe, even as the Lord gave to every man. So Paul had to let them know, you should not say that you are a follower of Paul. You should not say you are a follower of um, Apollos. He said they are ministers. They are the ministers that God has sent unto the Corinthians. And then the part I want to get to, this verse says, I have planted. Apollos have watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither is he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now, now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. Verse 10 and 11 is the one I'm getting to. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereon. So when we look at a foundation, you have an architect, right? And that architect, he draw out the plans. Y'all remember how I told you God has a pattern. He has a way of doing things. And the pattern that God Um, had was leading up to who leading up to Jesus Christ it was leading up to that foundation which is Jesus Christ so in the natural when before you build a house you got an architect he's going to lay out the plan of that house but then if you don't have no foundation that house cannot stand right so Jesus is our foundation if the foundation is not laid which is Jesus Christ that house will not stand And God sent someone to lay that foundation. Y'all following me? Because I'm finna go a little further back. And I'm gonna start here. Remember when Jesus um, come down from heaven, walked in the flesh, the word became flesh, dwelled among us, and he had who? Followers. Which were who? His disciples. Which was what? Learners of Jesus Christ. Followers of Jesus Christ. So Jesus was a walking foundation y'all get it he was a walking foundation and what he was doing he was laying truth he was proclaiming the good news concerning the kingdom of God he was the one that was bringing these truths concerning the kingdom but what he had to do he had to raise up those under him so when he got ready to be with the father they would y'all I'm so excited they would lay this foundation Y'all got to get it. So Jesus was teaching these disciples. And he had a lot of disciples, y'all, a lot of followers. They they talked about the ones, you know, the 12, but it was more than that. So Jesus was teaching them the way of the kingdom, of the kingdom of God. So they had to learn all of this. So this is why Jesus was testing them to say, who do men say that I am? Now, who do you say that I am? Because if you're following me, you should know who I am. So Peter answered that. 
Who was the first one to give the sermon in the book of Acts? Peter. That's why he told Peter, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Understand that. Y'all, it's so good. The word is just so good. And if we will follow through the word, we would know where we are right now. So Peter was the one that was following Jesus Christ. But understand this. In the Bible, they were disciples. They were followers. But Jesus prayed and they became apostles because he prayed to the father and he made them apostles. They come out of that discipleship. Now they move to a call, to a gift that he gave unto them, which was apostles. So those apostles that he made them before Jesus went to be with the father, he expounded more about the kingdom of God. Guess what? They are the ones, the apostles that lay the foundation. Other people build upon what they laid. Y'all get it? The apostles. This is why it said that the foundation was, let me give you a scripture. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 12, 28. We're going to see how the word come together, right? 1 Corinthians 12, 28. Listen at this. And God have set some in the church, first apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles in the gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. He have set some in the church, first apostles. Because guess what? When Jesus raised those apostles, he had many disciples. But he took those apostles, those are the ones that was going to lay that foundation. Did not Peter lay the foundation? Did not Peter was an apostle, was he not? He was an apostle, so he laid the foundation. Why? Because everything that he got from Jesus, he laid the foundation, and people build upon what he laid. Why y'all think y'all up in here? The church is toe up. Because everybody is trying to do something that he haven't called you to do. You got to stay in your lane. Too many people are out of their lane trying to be something that God haven't called you to be. And if you trying to do something God ain't called you to do, there's going to be no anointing in it. And you're going to end up giving up what you're doing because that's not where he placed you. So we see he said it was the apostles. Let me give you another scripture with that. Let me see. No, that was the scripture for that. Now go with me to Matthew, the seventh chapter. And we're going to understand what Matthew is saying even the more. Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Jesus was still talking about this foundation. Therefore, whosoever hear these sayings of mine and do them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Stop right there and ask and tell me, did anybody get revelation off of that? Let me say it again. Therefore, whosoever hear these sayings of mine and do them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Did anybody get it? You got to hear it, and then you got to do it. And when you hear and do, you building what? Upon the foundation that was already laid. But somebody had to come lay the foundation. That's what Paul was saying. I'm the wise master builder. I'm coming in here, and I'm laying the foundation. And then somebody going to come in and build on what I have laid. 
So this is why you got to know that foundation, which is Jesus Christ. So if anybody come in and build upon anything outside of what's laid, you don't accept that. You got too many people accepting false doctrine that was not based on Jesus Christ. And this is why the church is tore up because it's not the way God would have it to be. Jesus is that foundation. He's what um, is laid and we build upon him. That's what we do. So we got scriptures to, to back that up. But look at Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. And this is what he, he's talking to. Paul is talking to the Gentiles. He's saying, therefore, you are no longer outsiders. I'm reading Amplified. Exiles, mi- migrants, and aliens excluded from the rights of citizens. But you, are, but you now share citizenship with the saints, God's own people, consecrated and set apart for himself. And you belong to God's own household. You are built upon, this is the other scripture I want to tell you, the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself, the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole structure is joined, bound, welded together harmoniously, and it continues to rise, grow, increase into a holy temple in the Lord, a sanctuary dedicated, consecrated, and and sacred to the presence of the Lord. In him and in fellowship with one another, you yourselves are built, being built up into this structure with the rest to form a fixed abode, dwelling place of God in, by, through the spirit. So we see how that foundation is laid through who? Through those apostles, through the prophets. They come in and they lay the foundation. People build upon what's already laid. So God has his order in the church. He sent those apostles first to lay that foundation. When the apostles laid that foundation, people build upon what was laid. What kind of foundation did they lay concerning the teaching of Jesus Christ, concerning the truth of Jesus Christ? And as they heard this truth, as they heard about him, they went out and they proclaimed what? Y'all, this is so good. And it's right here in the word of God to let us know how it's supposed to be. So that's the foundation. Jesus Christ is the foundation. And when we build upon what was already laid, then God, look how far we get. This is why you saw so much increase dealing with the church. Then the Lord added to the church such as should be saved. He added because the foundation was laid and then people came and built upon that foundation. And guess what? You saw 3,000. You saw 5,000. Next week, Lord's willing, I'm going to get into membership to tell you how that come about. Y'all, there's so much in the word that we miss that we don't understand. So when God put a person in the church that is over, some people call it congregation, some people call it the church. When God um, gave me everything that he has given me, people wouldn't understand it because they're not in the word the way they need to be in the word. So when God have me, Laying the foundation, he's going to have people building upon what I laid. So that means I'm teaching you now. So you're supposed to go out of here and build upon what you've been taught. That's how disciples come about. Look at your neighbor said, church toe up. You don't just come in here and just get get taught. You come in here and take what the teaching that you're getting 
And guess what? You building upon it and you going out and you giving it to others. And as you give it to others, you making disciples of men. They giving it to others. They keep building upon because they're hearing and they're doing. Now go with me back to Matthew, the seventh chapter, verse 24. We went on to 24. And look what happens to a house that's built upon Jesus. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. See, when we're founded upon Jesus Christ, which is that rock, whatever come in, whatever may come in, if we're founded upon him, what was laid, the winds are going to come, storms are going to come. But guess what? That house is not going to fall. But it says, and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and do them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. So this is why we have to go into the word of God. And we have to take that word, not only hearing it, but we have to do it. Because Jesus is that foundation that was laid. We have to build upon what was laid who lay that foundation the apostles and and then people build upon what has been laid which is jesus christ isn't this awesome i'm gonna stop right there and then we're going to continue next tuesday to even add more to what i have said on the night and it seemed like it's a lot but the more you meditate on it the more you study it out and then the more you get enlightenment on it and it penetrates your very being, it's going to begin to come out of your mouth, and you're going to begin to tell people when they say, let's go to church, you're going to say, wait a minute, you're the church. You mean let's go to the building where the church meets. That's biblical. But people have a habit of saying that because that's how we were brought up. You're going to church this morning? You're going to lay in the bed all day? You're not going to church? Don't we hear that all the time? So we have to get out of the habit of saying that and know that we are the church. The church meets where? In the building. And the building has what? A name. So this is how we're learning, y'all. So God has given us all of this so we can uproot the things that we have put down in our hearts of things that we have been taught and it don't line up with that foundation. Y'all, this is so good. And when you get a hold of this, when you start reading the book of Acts, oh, let me say this. Remember it says that. He said, I want you to go to Jerusalem. And he said, um, on the day of Pentecost. So they went to Jerusalem in the upper room, and it was Pentecost. So God knew what happened on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem. That's when everybody come together, right? And I love this part. It says here, I'm telling you, y'all, when you read the word of God and you go back to it and it gives you enlightenment, you're like, wow, God. And you heard it before, but it hits you in a way that you're saying, God, I know that's you showing me this all over again. I like this part right here, y'all. Catch this. We always say this too. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. In one place. Where was that one place? Jerusalem. They were all in one accord, the universal church, on one accord in one place. So this is what happened. All of them was in Jerusalem, right? 
And that's that place that the universal church was. And after they had accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, after Peter did that sermon, y'all, this is what had happened. It says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Remember the apostle? Laid what? The foundation, which is Jesus Christ, and fellowship. But before that, verse 41 says, Then they gladly received his word, were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things in common. Y'all know what they did. They sold their um, possessions. And in verse 46 it said, And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. So they didn't only do this in the temple that was in Jerusalem, but what they did, they went home and was doing the same thing. They were doing what they were taught. And then it goes on to say, y'all, when you go through the book of Acts, everybody met in that location in Jerusalem. This is where they came to fellowship. This is where they came to break bread. And then when you get to Acts chapter 8, you see that, who was it? Saul come in. He was persecuting the church. What was he doing? Now, they, the, there were so many believers, 3,000, on up to 5,000, that they start having um, the church meeting in homes. So Paul, Saul, was going to homes, dragging them out, persecuting them, and that's when the scattering started. But the Bible said the apostles stayed in Jerusalem, but the rest of them were scattered abroad. Let me tell you something. God used that scattering because Philip come out of Jerusalem, went to Samaria, and began to build upon what was laid. Y'all don't get it? Let me stop there because I'm going into next week's teaching. The end. then we'll start off again isn't God good see when you get more understanding of what's going on then you'll be like oh I see now I see why that was done I see what's going on so this is what I want everybody to see not only see but get to know to perceive so you can have understanding so when somebody is talking about this you know what the word of God says and you can say let me tell you what the word of God says. You cannot lay another foundation because that's not the foundation that was laid. I'm coming to build upon what was already laid. I'm, what you're saying, that's not what was laid. So let me tell you what was laid. This is why it has to be order in, in the church. Amen? We thank God for what we have just heard and I pray that your hearts are open and receptive to allow this to sink deep within. Amen? Amen. Do we have any announcements? Amen.